As yet nobody welcomes you to the newly expanded Get This with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. It's Friday, all jokes must go, <laughs> and it's time to fess up true confessions from us and from you coming up. Who's been concubining? Is that a whole segment today? You betcha. <laughs> Who's been concubining? Uh, why do doctors insist on wearing bow ties? What the hell is Elton John wearing now? $20 to watch a couple have sex. Did they pay too much? <laughs> the ID card. Is it an ID card? Mm. You know who we can ask? Mm. Tony Wilson. Oh, he's joining he's us. For excellent. The, he's here in the second hour, and he's going to bring some interesting sports facts. Ever been stuck to a roof? We'll tell you what to do if you are. Did you hear what I said? Interesting sports facts. Anyway, where were we? Wacko Jacko. What happens <laughs> when you pay four grand to see him at a party. Does hanging upside down make you more intelligent? <laughs> Should urinals talk back to you? What? And the casting couch. That'll do. It's all coming up on Get This, the Friday edition, where we have finally made peace with Hinder. What's up? This is Blower. This is Cody. And this is Mike from Hinder, and you're listening to Tonum... <laughs> Go again. Tony Martin. Hmm. What's up? This is Blower. This is Cody. And this is Mike, and Tony Martin goes... Crazy every time he hears Hinder right here on Triple M. That's true. Can we hear some Hinder <laughs> now, please? Oh, okay, no worries. That's them, isn't it? I think so. I think this is Hinder. My apologies, that wasn't Hinder. That was the Shadow Minister for the Environment. Sorry. Yeah. And banned with Blue Sky Mining here at Get This Around the Nation. Last one for the week. Myself, mm. Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier's right. here. Richard Marsden's fighting fit, pushing those buttons as always. Hey, we've got a quite a bit of uh, correspondence. Uh, about Hinder, people mm. see. Well, some people can't about get about Blower from Hinder. Is that really yeah. his name? One of the guys is called Blower. It must be. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not. It's not Hootie from the Blowfish. <laughs> no, I hope not. Rebadging himself. It's is a it? breakfast show ready to go. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you know, some people like him. I mean, that song was a number one for a long time. It still is. It's still the number one song in the country. Lips of an angel. But uh, listen to the kind of emails we're getting. Uh, Stuart Craven has written in to say, I have recently been struck not only by the crapness of the song Lips of an Angel. Struck by the crapness. But the crapness of the band name Hinder. I was so perplexed, I looked it up in the dictionary and found that to hinder means to retard. Oh, I thought it would make sense to refer to the band as retard from now on. It seems appropriate. <laughs> Possibly offensive. Possibly. But he makes a good point. Yeah. He does. Then we've got uh, Jackie. Saying thank you, Tony, Ed, and Richard for your hinder warning siren. No problem. Being a member of the Triple M Music Jury hasn't seemed to make any difference on this one. Wait a second, she's one of the illustrious few. Yeah, on the jury, but it's not making any difference. What are you saying, Jackie? Are you saying the music jury's rigged? Oh, no, oh. sound the mock bell. Oh dear, I won't stand for that. I can't believe it. I, you know what? If you can't trust the Triple M Music Jury, <laughs> what can, what can you trust? No. That's... Dear, oh Might as well dear, pack up now. Dear, oh dear. But, you know... It's controversial, those Hinder, aren't they? Well, we haven't had a song that controversial in the whole history of this show. No. But, you know, remember a few years ago, there was controversial songs on the radio all the time. Mm. Who was that bloke with a spiky hair? Uh, uh, Hanson? <laughs> Him! Oh, um, Howard Jones? Eminem. <laughs> Eminem, is no, that... No, Howard Jones! Howard Jones, Oh, yeah, did yeah. he ever give up? Mm. No, Eminem. Yeah. What's mm. happened to that bloke? Where's well, the new gear? 
he's married and gotten divorced and I think his last album was had that had Mosh on it which is a Dude. big uh-huh. hit with the American troops but um, do you remember how he's, every, collabor- he's probably collaborating yeah. Yeah. right now every song every song he used to put out was controversial yeah. what was that one where he'd uh, cut his girlfriend's throat and put her in the boot of his car and driven it off a bridge do you remember that one uh, Stan yeah. Stan, Stan that was it yeah, yeah. Was yeah. top 10 there was one where he was deciding which of the Spice Girls he was going to sleep with uh, uh, my name is yeah oh, is that yeah. my name is yeah, yeah. Mm. see now you're probably thinking, wow, how revolutionary. This kind of stuff has been going on on radio since the beginning. My father-in-law pointed out that almost everything that uh, Eminem was doing in the last five years was done way back in the 1930s. No way. Oh, okay. 80 years ago. No way. Wow. I'm serious. We've got a recording now. This is a very poor recording from the mid-1930s Okay. of, well, an act who pretty much, I reckon, Eminem's stolen all his ideas from. Have a listen to this. And now performing for the first time in the colonies, one of the world's most controversial gentleman crooners. Would you please surrender it forth for the musical stylings of Slim Shady Senior. Get your hands up in the air, motherfuckers everywhere. I'm the illest nigger here. Slim Shady is my name. Out of Detroit, yes indeed, busting clips and smoking weed, letting bitches share my seed. Slim Shady is my name. Last night I took some crystal meth and stayed up rather late, wondering which Andrew's sister I should impregnate. Ladies, wave your pantyhose, sing the chorus as it goes. Join in, homies, Max and Hose, Slim Shady, that's my name. I drove off a bridge, my sweetheart screaming in the trunk. But no, I hadn't slit her throat, she was just feeling crunk. Those motherfuckers, how they'd mock, punked and bullied on my block. Now they're sucking on my Glock. Slim Shady is my name. I've heard a rhyme one line at a time. You've never heard a mind as perverted as mine. Off the back of Shirley Temple, I'm doing a line. Slim Shady is my name. Fake Slim Shady's told you once. Dissing, rhyming, smoking blunts. What a bunch of f***ing c- Slim Shady, that's my name. Thank you very much. Oh, oh, there's no need for that sort of language. The old people today. They are filth mongers. I reckon we've got to get back to some modern clean music. Mm, please. Here at Triple M. Food at home. Here we go. Bang. Bang. That's uh, the fray. Cold fray. Cold Fry. Cold Fry. It, yep. Insulting to Coldplay, says Simon Pegg. So oh, okay. Because mm. oh, Simon Pegg was on the show the other day. He from was. From Shaun of the Dead. From Hot Fuzz, open now. That was great. And then, <laughs> didn't realise till later, what is he, the godfather of Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow's oh. kid oh. called Apple. Apple, is he? Yeah, he's the Whoops. godfather. Oh. <laughs> You're doing your little Coldplay gags. Oh, no. Yeah. Dear, dear. But, I mean, it, it, I'm going to fire the researchers <laughs> on this show. What's going on? Wow. <laughs> 
Uh, that was the first thing that most people asked him on normal shows. <laughs> most people just went for that. We're saying, hey, when's Space coming out oh, on DVD? No. Everyone's going, hey, aren't you the godfather of Apple? Oh, it, it wasn't not necessarily an insult that. to Coldplay. It's more of a just, you know, that their influences spread yeah. far and wide. But nevertheless... <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> yeah, well, Coldplay are on the bench. And I've been congratulating us all week. Hi, we had Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. They had a really good time. You uh, know, uh, gosh. Yeah, uh, well. Oh, well. Oh, uh, well, Coldplay aren't doing anything. Frey just... Uh, Stepping in. Mind their space. Stepping in. <laughs> we'll just hold your seats, Coldplay. Uh, what about uh, the Vegemite kids? Have they tracked them down yet? Isn't that a wonderful story? Yeah, no, it is. It's nice. I think uh, I think 13 people have stepped forward, mm. but they're only looking for eight. Oh, so, oh, so, oh really? Get some of this sweet Vegemite cash. Some <laughs> that coin. I'd just say it was me. So the idea is they want everyone who was in the original Vegemite kids ad, yeah. and they'd now be in their 60s. Right. I think so, something like that. We tried to do that years ago for the Degeneration Comedy Sketch Group. With one of our albums, we were going to recreate Screamer. I think it was Screamer, one of those KTL albums from the 1970s. And yeah. I think it was Screamer, the whole lot of women just like, ah, just holding up their underwear, like yeah. they're in oh. the front row of, you know, a Fonzie gig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were going to get all those women back together, like older, and get them to just recreate the cover. How'd you go? Couldn't track them down. Right. Imagine being embarrassed to say you were on the cover of Screamer. Yeah. Then years later, me and Mick Malloy wanted to do... Uh, called one of our albums Ripper 98 and we were going to copy the old KTL Ripper remember the woman's ass yeah the track names written in lipstick uh huh and then I think a dance album came out that exactly did that idea. Oh. Mm. Okay, it shows mm. that you're on the right track. Yeah, so we went with EUPs. Much more commercial. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what is going on? Stories that we've missed. Here's one. Slobodan Milosevic's daughter mm. has hired security guards mm. to protect her father's body from vampire hunters. Apparently, vampire hunters have already made one attempt to drive a wooden stake through the former dictator's heart to stop him returning from the dead. Milosevic is buried in the front garden of his former home in the northern Serbian town of Unpronounceable. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, is that, uh, you know... Firstly, is he coming back as a vampire? What's going to happen then? He's knocking on your door, he's a Mm. vampire, and you're just going to go... Slobberdam? (laughs) Slobberdam. Come on, mate, it's over. You know what? It's over. Come on, mate. Come on, back in your box, chocolate. You know what I mean? Come on. Come in and watch your DVD. Just relax. Vampire hunters. I didn't know he was accused of vampire. Yeah, I didn't know that was one of the... In the Hague, I didn't know those were the charges he was answering. Can I see your teeth, sir? No. No, you can't. Did Uh, he show up in mirrors? Is there any evidence of that? I didn't know that there were such things as vampire hunters. Yeah. Pretty sweet job. Yeah. That's a job. Yeah. They don't show up in mirrors, the vampire. No. Do they show up in a mirror reflection of a mirror reflection? Like if they're at the bar, if they're sitting in the chair at the barbers, they go, we'll just show you what it looks like around the back. Yeah. Would that be a double negative and they would be able to see what they're... So when you think about it, a vampire never really knows what his back of his head looks like. (laughs) How embarrassing. And Slobodan, it was a bit rough back there. I do actually actually remember thinking, geez, what a war criminal. Someone do a touch-up back there. Someone get the little trimming scissors out. Giveaway, do you think? Great giveaway. Vampire! <laughs> I'm calling him a vampire. What I'm just surprised that there are so vampire hunters everywhere. Listen mm. to this. Speaking of vampire hunters, yes. Michael Jackson's uh, parties that you paid four grand to hang out with him for, right? Mm-hmm. There's better. It's, it's not such a bad deal. I was thinking 30 seconds, four grand, that sucks. But yeah. before you meet him, mm. you get to watch several, count them several, <laughs> Japanese Jackson impersonators perform his songs. Oh, <laughs> Probably wow. way better than he's capable of. <laughs> you imagine? Yeah. Several. So they go, all right, we're going to have some entertainment, Jacko. <laughs> Fair enough. 
We need just a song. No, we need a few songs. Can we get one bloke to do a few songs? That's insulting. Mm-hmm. We'll get six guys to do one each. <laughs> so hang on. So you're paying four grand. Yep. And it's not even Michael Jackson. It's a Michael Jackson impersonator. Yeah. I'd know. be handing over Monopoly money. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> the real Michael Jackson gets up, you can get some proper coin. Maybe it should be like the various faces of Michael Jackson. If you've got six impersonators oh, and yeah. one bill, yeah. Michael Jackson over the years. The stage is off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, granted, the one who plays the Michael Jackson now has done a lot more work to keep mm, up. Fair enough. Um, but, you know. I top billing. Would they deserve top billing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm guessing the real one's probably on the run from the vampire hunters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my guess. Uh, what are you guys doing in the front lawn? Nothing. Is that a steak? <laughs> yep, it is a steak. You're going to try it. You're going, you're going for a slobber down again, aren't you? No, we're not. We just, uh, we're real estate agents. We're hammering a for sale sign in. <laughs> of course uh, you this are. This is the first part of it, so... Uh, here's a big story. Mm. Uh, in New Mexico, in a bid to discourage drink driving, authorities mm. have installed talking urinals to persuade drinkers to take a taxi home. Mm. A recorder installed. Where would you think it would be installed? In the urinal. It should be on the floor. No, no. They've gone craftier than that. A recorder installed in the actual disinfectant cakes in the urinals is activated by a motion sensor when a man prepares to, as the paper puts it, make water. <laughs> This is what the the cakes say. This is what the urinal cakes say back to you. Hey there, big guy. Having a few drinks? A female voice tells the astonished drinker, it's time to take a cab home or ask a sober friend for a ride. Remember, your future is in your hands. Hey. (laughs) Indeed it is. Not bad. Hey, uh, that's a voiceover, isn't it? Yeah. There's an audition I didn't know about. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give my agent on to this. Everyone would have been going for that one. (laughs) The talking urinal, that's a sweet gig. Have you ever seen a urinal (laughs) cake that wasn't quite right? (laughs) That guy would have been going for it. (laughs) But, you know, if if the urinal cakes are talking back to you, you probably have had enough. (laughs) That would be a giveaway, I think. Does it matter what they say? Do they need to go with puns? I thought they'd been talking for years. It's just new technology. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) More science and technology next on Get This. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Real life. Thank God I got my request on. How hexagonal were those drums? Simeon Angel here at Get This on Triple M. People have been calling us about the cover of the Screamer album. The old, uh, well, I think it was an EMI, not a KTL. Or are they the same company? I don't know. Was it a Dino? Mm, Maybe it was. Not sure. Maybe it was a Demtel. Or a Wizard. (laughs) I've got a copy of Nevermind the Bollocks on Wizard. Have you? Yeah, it's like a weird local distribution. I have no idea of the history of Wizard. Anyway, what, what did the caller say? <laughs> they do home loans now, Rich. <laughs> no, uh, they do. A bloke called uh, Nicholas has called us to say that one of the women from the cover of the KTL Screamer album lives next door to him. Really? We might be able to get in touch with her. And I think everyone on that cover was, in fact, an employee of EMI Records. So there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. We're taking the music seriously on this program. Big time. Tony Wilson yeah. has promised to join us in the next hour. And he will. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> We're going to have interesting sports facts. Never happened before on this show. Jeez, it'll be tough. But in the meantime, let's ask... What's in the box? What's in the box today? Ah, it's Stewie. <laughs> or is it Huey? Yeah, on our uh, sister station, uh, PLPSFM, Patterson Lakes Primary School. Good on him. FM in Victoria. Mm. Uh, we've got emails from people saying, Pete Smith, when's he coming in? Yeah. Haven't had him in this year. That's Sorry, true. Julia Kid. We'll try and rectify that. I don't know what he's doing, Pete Smith, probably. Uh, Someone said that he was back for one night of uh, Temptation voiceovering the other oh, day. Oh, because yeah. Tony Barber was Tony on. Tony Barber was on. Oh, yeah, it was the old firm back together. Mm. Right. All right. 
uh, Tony Barber's biography. What's it called? Uh, who am I? <laughs> See, I'm, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that was his catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's. So when I you thought see, it was troublesome. When you see that book in the shops, yeah. it's rather odd if yeah, you don't know yeah, that's yeah. his catchphrase. Yeah, it's just yeah. a black and white moody shot. Okay, who am I? Who am I? It's an existentialist well, tone. I apparently. just thought, well, you're a bloke that's written a book. I know that. <laughs> Ask me who you are. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. What was the, what was the shocking revelation? Oh, it takes you all flag the way. waving style or? The whole no career. flag waving. No yeah. tea bagging. Uh, from the Whistling Man. He did the Whistling Man. Yeah. Uh, that famous commercial. Mm. Or, all the way up to Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that included, I think, his week. Uh, guest hosting Tonight Live with Steve Weiser. Oh, did he do that? Does that sound right? But there's yeah. a whole, there's a, about four pages on that. Mm, did he host Tonight Live with disgraced businessman Steve Weiser? <laughs> I, I think Wasn't that the off. full title of that show? <laughs> <laughs> think it might have. Uh, hey, books. Well, uh, I think the um, the Miles Franklin Award long list is out. Oh, no, Tony, they're doing about three hours on that later on. Yeah, Not Triple M today. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've cut all the Grand Prix and they're nothing but book awards. So book awards Friday. I just don't know why my book isn't in there. I know it didn't come out in the last year. No. And it doesn't qualify in any way. But you'd think somehow. <laughs> you'd think somehow. Bend Pe- the rules. People Bend think- the rules a bit. We've got a thing of my book on our website down yeah. the bottom of the page. Yeah, People think it's a joke. They think, <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> Daddy wouldn't write a book. It is out. You know, the problem is it's meant to be in the humour section. Yeah. That's what it says on the back, humour. Oh, is it in the biography? Yeah, they've put it in biography. Self-help. Yeah. Self-help. Next to the Atkins diet. Good luck. (laughs) It's supposed to be in humour, nuzzling up to, uh, you know, who farted. Yeah. And uh, Dave Berg from Mad Magazine looks at the lighter side of. Yeah. You know, that's where it should be. Instead, it's over in biographies, cuddling up to Jesse Martin's book. Uh... Getting wet. When you buy it, this pages are soggy. <laughs> and to be honest, his story is quite inspirational. Yeah. Whereas yours is funny. Well, no, it's it's really for uh, aspiring typographers, aspiring <laughs> amateur theatre actors. Kerning enthusiasts. Kerning enthusiasts have written in to say, because kerning, oh, it's too hard to explain. Right, it's right. to do with typography. People say, hey, you talk about kerning in your book, but there's some pretty poor kerning on page 147. Oh. 14th line down, Martin. Have a look. Pot kettle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the kerning. Uh, you'll have to read the book to find out what that's about. Yeah. Good luck finding it. Mm. I think you can order it from the website. No, nah, I saw it in a bookstore the other day. Yeah. Great. Mm. I tell you what, it's on the same uh, publishing label as your old uh, sparring partner, Bessie Bardot. Oh, okay. What's yeah. her What's her book called and about? Um, no, she's got about five or six books out. Why is she what, just what she about? for a Miles Franklin? Yeah, I'm not sure. What I, are they about, Rich? I don't know. I haven't read any of them. Oh. Get uh, your gear off and going down. <laughs> Is that the title? I think Something that's about, the first one. A lot of uh, self-esteem uh, body issue books. Uh, good. Um, uh, uh, Casting Couch Confidential, I think, maybe. Is Casting Couch Confidential? Ooh, one of them. Yes, I, please. I, I don't know the entire Casting list. Couch Confidential? I don't know. Uh, that I've could never be wrong. been offered. I reckon there's something going on. I've never been offered any Casting Couch. Action? You know? None at yeah, all? Yeah, nothing. Come on. Not even a hint of. That's not how you got the KFC here? <laughs> no. You've been doing a lot I of... Offered. You've been de- doing auditions lately, and you won't tell us what they are, right? What are they? Sea Patrol? No, Sea Petrol. No, no. Josh has got that sewed up. Understanding Twenty. If you're doing that one, because <laughs> the information comes out. We we had a delightful um, uh, piece of information drift through on air yesterday. D- did we? What was that? With Ben Lawson. Oh, what did he? Oh, yeah, he was talking was about that... you while while you were out of the room. Was what that, was that? Just him being. What was he saying? Did you not hear? Well, no. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. You haven't been getting funny looks from people in the street. A few funny comments on my MySpace. <laughs> I think you might want to play back what was said at about quarter to one on yesterday's show. I wish we had it queued up. I'm surprised we don't. Yeah. Uh, huh. 
Hey, maybe it's something for True Confessions. Good point. Yes, that's what we're going to do next. True Confessions. Get this. I think it's a pretty poor sort of an effort and they should take themselves outside and give themselves an uppercut. Brought to you by Ben Whitaker, who sells cars and deliberately sets all the preset stations on their radios to Triple M so that customers will have no choice but to listen to Get This. How annoying would that be? Oh, jeez. Oh, come on. The girl's happy. Christ. Every station. Nice crap. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M, just putting the show together, just as we get to each bit. Laying down the tracks, Wallace and Gromit style. It's coming together, though. Got an idea for some music. Have you? Yeah, yeah. We're going to go straight into it. Yeah, I've got this thing in my head. It's like a Dan it, Dan it kind of feel. Okay. Uh, Okay, I'll I'll, I'll rip some licks. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Tone, here's a a kick drum. I can do that. And a snare. Sure. Give it a smack. Will Uh, do. And Rich, when you feel it, (laughs) but only when you're feeling it. Cracking with some lyrics, and if you wouldn't mind oh, okay. mentioning, Suf- if you wouldn't mind mentioning Sufjan Stevens about halfway through. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Better get the kids rocking. Okay, cool. okay. Two, three, four. Is this all right? Yeah, it'll do. Okay. Um, do something else. Okay. It's hard to argue when hands open. Snow Patrol here again. This it's Friday on Triple M. It's the last show for the week. It certainly is all go. Switch that microphone on if you would. Is that me? Oh, there I am. It's all yeah. go in the studio at the moment, isn't it? Can we have an end of week round of fake applause for Matt Darrell, the Potts oh, man? The Potts are boiling over today. <laughs> Indeed they are. He's like the Iron Chef. <laughs> He'll call up, calls us up and he goes, how long's that song? Three minutes. Well, I'm loading something in that's four minutes. Okay. You're going to have to pan. Snow Patrol, fill. <laughs> Just fine. fill, Snow Patrol. Uh, Let's get straight up the mountain. Chugga doo poop. You know which one we Chugga da chugga da chugga da chugga da What about some confessions today, people? Because have a look at this bloke. Can I pronounce this guy's name? Khalid Shaker Muhammad. What's he been up to? Oh, he's confessed to a fair bit of terrorism. <laughs> fair bit? Yeah, a fair bit of terrorism. There was a great... Uh, the Channel 10 News in Melbourne last night had a fantastic <laughs> coverage of it. They very somberly announced that this bloke had confessed to uh, several terrorist attacks. And then they cut to footage from a fashion show. <laughs> it's just a woman on a catwalk going, is that him? He's a master of disguise. He's looking good. He's, he's always look- fabulous. He's looking good. <laughs> Runway ready, that bloke. What, nobody. You know, there's one area mm. where I do big note myself. Lookalikes. You are very. You are good at the double lookalike, Martin. I was the person who picked Richard Carter will be playing Bradley John Murdoch. Yes, you did. Have oh. a look You've at said how Rowena Wallace is going to play Chappelle Corby. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen back to the tapes, bro. Todd and Brandt. Yep. yep. Shane Jacobson. Yep. Dave O'Neill. Good eye. Ardlo Hanlon as Bill Shorten. Sheikh Khalid Muhammad. Peter Moon. Oh. It's a Peter Moon roll waiting to go. Wow, it is a moon. That'll be him in the telly. That's amazing. What a, it's, it's, it's almost it's Peter Moon and the guy from LOLO. They'll be fighting out fighting it out. Gordon K. That's who I'm talking about. Wow. Mm. One of the all-time great photos. Remember that photo when they rustled, rousted him out of bed and yeah. arrested him? And, mm. of course, the photo that was splashed all over the world. I was working on a breakfast show at the time when that photo came out, yeah. and that was my billboard idea as something like that photo <laughs> and something like, you know, a nutty caption like, sick of waking up like this? <laughs> Try this show. I like that. Yeah. Shortly after that, you were sacked, I guess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it had something to do with it. Less terrorists in the promotion, maybe. True confessions. Let's Good have some. Fun. Ben Lawson was on the show yesterday. While Ed was out of the room, he confessed something about Ed. 
You didn't hear it, Ed. Well, I was practicing my uh, my phone call from that dude, Nick. Have we got the clip here? I think we do. Oh. Basically, the gist was that he doesn't engage in any self-abuse because he feels it makes <laughs> him a worse lover. Right. Absolutely dead set. <laughs> Is he coming back yet? Is he running back? Oh, that's it. Okay, so wait a second. I've walked out. Yeah. And then what he's gone right now, he's gone listen to this. Yeah, sure. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And he's just gagging, though, isn't he? He's just gagging, isn't he? Oh, he's gagging. Because <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, hang on. So, like, if he's an actor, like, Ed would do no rehearsals because... Pretty much. <laughs> oh, okay. So the theory works for acting. Well, look, all, I, all I'll say is mm. Ben Lawson is a criminal uh, <laughs> and that uh, I don't know how he got on, Neighbours. <laughs> well, you came back into the room and claimed that he wets his bed. That's because he looked funny. He, he a was, racing car. Yeah, he was, looking, he was looking at me funny, so I knew he'd done something. Uh. Okay. Dear, oh dear, Lawson. Well, well, well. <laughs> Ever think about what you want to say? Phone call. We're gonna I'm going to make a major confession. This is really embarrassing, but let, let's lower the bar for the listeners. Have we got the uh, get this confession booth up and running? Um, Ma- Maddie's computer's died. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a confession right there. Call the RAA. I'll fess up. Danny Boyle was on the show the other day. Mm. Couldn't have been nicer. Lovely bloke. There's a Boyle cast going up today. Good stuff. Is that up there, Nikki? Oh, yes, the ball cast. You can hear it all. Director of Train Spotting, director of a new film called Sunshine. You'd seen it, Richard. Yep. Ed, you'd seen it. Yep. I went along to the screening uh, the other night. I think it was Monday night, Popcorn to- Taxi in Melbourne. We start the film. It's about 20 minutes in, and I realise I haven't set the video for Late Line. Uh-oh. Uh, and I needed Late Line uh-huh. for the next day's show. Yeah, for the interview. So here's what I did. I went, I'll sneak out now yep. at the 20-minute mark. Yep. I'll call up Ed, mm-hmm. ask him what happens, mm-hmm. and then I'll just pretend that I've seen it when Danny Ball comes in, and then I will go and see it properly, which I have since done. Yes. Because you were there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you just But didn't... it was either, you know, there wouldn't have been the cheap Costello gags the next day yeah, if I, I didn't get late yeah, line. I don't want to live like that. And you I don't, don't want to live a... in a world without Costello gags. And you, know you don't saying? have a VHS recorder. You don't even know what one is anymore. <laughs> What, 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 your house, did... there's no VHS at your house. You're... What is this? All attack, Ed, day? Eh? Jeez. <laughs> You're too busy abstaining <laughs> to know what a VHS is. <laughs> well, how Ooh. long have I been asking you to tape a bit of Carl Stefanovic? Oh, right. Now, yeah. listen, if you want to come over yeah. and try and sit through that with me, then you're more than welcome. <laughs> but here's it what's is happened. almost impossible. Here's what's happened. So I've snuck out of the screening at the 20-minute mark, yeah. and I'm driving home, and I'm saying to my wife, oh... I hope it isn't like, uh, mm. you know, that famous story in England of the theatre critic mm. who reviewed the play but wasn't there. Mm. Yeah. And he did the review and he went, oh, rubbish, these actors as bad as ever. And then it turned out <laughs> that the theatre had burned to the ground and the performance hadn't occurred. <laughs> yeah. Bloke lost his job. I'm going, do you reckon something like that could happen? Next day, Danny Boyle comes in yeah. and I say, oh, I loved your film last night. And he's going, you were at the screening? And I'm going, yeah. And he goes, wasn't that a disaster? And I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah it really was. <laughs> and then the next day in the paper... It says that after 45 minutes, one of the reels went missing. Mm. The one they put on was upside Uh, down. down. So they abandoned the screening completely and Danny Boyle had to get up and answer questions about how it ended. And just tell them how it ended. And you were scrambling. You have never seen a guy backpedaling. He's going, right, so you were at the 400. I'm going, uh, yeah. yeah, Was was there a second one? I I might have been in the other theatre. So you were there. So you you saw the whole film? And then Ed is is making shadow puppets on the wall (laughs) to try and distract (laughs) Danny Boyle. I was getting him something to sign. Sign this train spotting. Uh, Have you heard of Hinder? Sign my buns. How? 
embarrassing. But okay, there, I've got it out. I feel well better. Done. I feel better. You feel better? said it out loud. Yeah. That's what happened. Uh, I've got to confess in advance, some things are going to happen to Ben Lawson over the weekend. <laughs> Mr. Marsland, do you want to face up to something? But mine sounds so lame now compared to the Danny Boyle. Come, Come on, okay. Marsland. Okay, well, when I was Is this in... all part of your white anting? No. <laughs> when I was in uh, year 11, uh, I was doing my photography class. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, mm. love photography. Great subject. And uh, in the dark room. Yeah. And uh, it was the last week of school. Yeah. And I let off a stink bomb. Yeah. Like one of those self-esteem oh, yeah, bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You crush underneath yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the threat of detention <laughs> to anyone who knew, <laughs> who knew who did the stink bomb. It was me. It was you. Yes, and I shot up and I you know, never never took the rap for it at all. Uh, what school is this? Uh, Christian Brothers College in Adelaide, Wayfield Street. And at that school right now, someone is getting down the file and yeah. marking it, close! <laughs> After all these years, we can finally put this cold case to bed. Uh, you know, I can retire happy now. Yeah. Okay, let's let the listeners fess up. We've done a bit of it. Call us up and confess to anything. Yep. Mm. Mm. Anything. I'm worried about this now. I'm not as worried as I was for accidental racism. Yeah, especially was... when the guy went, I've got another one. <laughs> uh, oh, and yes, who was the girl who called a wonderful story about red Indians being confused yes, for Indians? Our headphones went out halfway through that, so we couldn't quite hear what she was saying. It sounded like we were rude to her. Sorry, madam, whoever you were. But uh, there's another confession right there, you see? Yep. It's all that today, isn't it? All right, come on, we're running late. Uh, <laughs> gifts. <laughs> A call. Give us a call. One triple three five three. Fess up. Triple M. There it is. <laughs> Baby did a bad, bad thing. Chris Isaac, the greatest video ever made. That's there. That's my confession for uh, true confession. Hey, yeah. Uh, th- there are not enough phone lines for this one, Tom. Yeah, oh, really? People are naughty. Really, they really want to. <laughs> Very naughty. Fess up to stuff. Hello. Oh, hi, Brad. <laughs> Brad. Yeah, Brad. Oh, no. Has Brad been carted away? If the feds got hold of him, Brad, Hello. are you there? Hello. Oh, you're there. Sorry, man. Hello. What do you uh, What do you confess? Brad, oh, Brett. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we confess we got your name I, uh, wrong. Yeah. What do you want to confess I'm up to? I might call you Brad. What uh, What are you going to confess up to? <laughs> oh, I was about twenty years ago. Me yep. and my brother we used to throw rocks over the back fence at good home. Idea. Yeah. And you know, try and land them on a garage behind us. Yeah, it's always good. One day we heard a window smash. <laughs> and uh, and did the, the people come around. And we blamed it on the little boy three doors up. Oh, <laughs> right. And what happened to him? Didn't see him for a while. Didn't yeah, see yeah. him for a while. Off to Borstal, no doubt. Hey, uh, <laughs> it was character building. They didn't uh, They didn't think that it was odd that he might have a ridiculously strong arm, this young lad. A three-year-old that could launch at 60 metres. <laughs> so he was the same age as her. Ah, okay. But well, uh, he copped it. So. <laughs> copped it. And does it feel better to have got this uh, Audi system on a national sort of level here? Yeah, well, we've told everyone else, so I thought... <laughs> Everyone we know. All right. Well, we'll be passing your details on to the police. Thanks for Thanks calling. Thanks very much. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hello. How's it going? Very well. Thanks. Yourself? Great. What are you confessing to? Um, back when I was living in a small country town called Horsham, back mm-hmm. in probably 1968, Yep. Um, they put parking metres, and my dad was pretty upset with that, having <laughs> to pay for parking. Yes. So my brother and I, we went around and collected all the ring pull things off the tops of the cans back in those days. Yes. And we put one in every parking meter oh, of Horsham. Good oh, on you, sir. And, and none of them worked yep. after that. And then the next week in the paper, it had vandals destroy parking meters. My dad sat there laughing his guts out. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. You're a national hero. And uh, <laughs> would you mind doing the same thing in the uh, major cities, please, right now? Yeah. 
Grinder? Steve's Angle Grind He's Tour. Escalating. Wow, that he, is a great he idea. Sabotaged all the parking meters in Horsham. All three of them <laughs> were rendered useless. Well done, sir. Well, fessing up. Uh, a second, Steve. How are you, Steve? Are you there? Oh, good morning. Hey, mate. What did you do? Uh, I stole the bell from the gangway at HMAS Harmon in Canberra. Good job. And then no one knew when it was dinner time, right? <laughs> and what did you do with it? Oh, well, I staggered back to the Land Rover and uh, hit it in the back of the trailer and we drove off the next day. Yes. But, uh, yeah, they got really upset and they realised we nicked it. And they said, if right. it doesn't return, they'll get the federal police involved. Yeah, I, I just reckon the key word in that story was staggered. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think did that... a Queen Vian and came back and... The, Walking back along the gangway, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll have this. <laughs> <laughs> and hiding it in the car. Don't drive over speed bumps. Don't get the gangway. <laughs> Ding. All right, can we go more criminal than that? Hi, Rob, how are you? Good, Rob? thanks, guys. How uh, are you doing? Oh, excellent, sir. What's, uh, what's going on? What'd you do? Uh, well, in year 11, uh, one of my teachers woke up one Saturday morning to find an open for inspection sign in the front of his, uh, in his front yard. And uh, people were rocking up there to have a look. Um, he was a bit annoyed and uh, rode the back of one of my mates for the whole year. It's, uh, sorry, Mr. Vaughan, that was me. <laughs> Mr. Vaughan. Oh, Vaughan, stop calling. We know who it was. Hey, uh, that is... Congratulations. Can I say, for any young uh, youngsters listening, yeah, uh, illegally at, at, the, at school... Mm-hmm. Grab yourself an open for inspection sign. Take it to a teacher's house. That is yeah. a very good prank. Well done, Rob. And any yeah. other youngsters listening, are you chewing? <laughs> Share it with all of us. Hi, Graham. How are you? How are we? I'm really good. What did you do? Um, well, I actually concreted the uh, local public toilets up 25 years ago so we could get new ones because they were all in uh, disrepute, really. And, uh, and uh, did it work? Yeah, it worked, yeah, because they had to pull them out. They couldn't get the concrete out, so they took all the bowls out and replaced them all with new systems and bowls and everything. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to do that at my house. I'm going to concrete the place in. Try and get a new joint. That's well done, Graham. Thank you. Hey, and are you still in the concreting game? No, nah, I got out of that quick. Yeah, what do you do now? Uh... Sell recycled water. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. You've gone over the other side of the fence. <laughs> Thank you, Graham. Hi, Brad. How are you? Oh, Brad, are you Brad, ready? Are you, there? are you ready to confess, sir? Oh, no. Dragged away. Oh, dragged away. That's... Hello, Mia. Oh, there he is. up, Brad. What have you done? Uh, me and my mate, we had a senior common room at high school, and we thought it'd be, uh, we had uh, year 11 nerds who used to come in there, and we didn't want them there, so we thought it'd be cool to trash the room mm-hmm. um, and blame it on them. But yeah. the only problem with that was the time we actually chose to do it, they all had English. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nerds don't miss English. They don't miss English. <laughs> what exactly had the nerds done, may I ask, Brad, to deserve um, that? They were pretty much just there, and we didn't want them there. Mm. So, yeah, they just thought they were a pretty cool part of the gang, but, yeah, they didn't fit in, and we, we didn't yeah. want them there. So, yeah. yeah, it sort of backfired on us, because they sort of worked out it was someone from our year and gave yeah. everyone detention and that, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, can't, can't I can't condone anti-nerd activity. I'm sorry. Uh, no. I don't mind, but you can concrete as many public toilets as you want. <laughs> Bugger up parking meters, but leave the nerds alone. Where are we? Went to play cards at lunchtime, Brad. We can't go outside. It's hot out there. Thank you very much. Yeah, that we got. That's everyone, surely. What a fabulous bunch of confessions. And uh, Matt Darrell, the pots and pans, man alive. He's got smoke coming out of his studio. Our computer has blown up. Yeah, Richard will be doing all the sound effects live. We are going to forge on with this show in the next hour. We'll be joined by Tony Wilson. Get this. It does demonstrate a very serious error of judgment, a lack of experience. Brought to you by Joshua of Adelaide, who says, yes, I'm a carbon fan.
fatty. Well, Josh, so am I. Look, here's an aerosol can. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Be gone, ozone layer. You've had it too good for too long. Cause I can if I don't because I wanna Oh, it's so close to the weekend Be ignored by the stiff and the board Because I'm gonna It's the second hour of Get This on Triple M uh, The Gremlins are still here Anything could happen Tony Wilson's arrived though, he's yeah. gremlin free Thank you, it sounds like Slim Shady Senior Is singing the backing <laughs> track here <laughs> Very foul mouth, we don't like the old people's music Of this show um, are you writing something at the moment, Tony? You're Trying not... to. Wow, because you came in last year and told us you'd written 70,000 words in seven weeks, which is amazing, really. Yeah, but unfortunately, I'm all worded out. It just oh, kind of really? drained out of me, and, yeah. and now I'm just stuck with conjunctions and prepositions, and none of the <laughs> key nouns or verbs are left. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's always reassuring. We had uh, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg in the other day to hear that even your uh, fancy writers from overseas, pretty much the first two hours of writing is uh, pissing about on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. And then go to the fridge for a while. Yep. Maybe there's something on Foxtel. Hopefully. Is that yep. how you write? Absolutely. I like to read. I think I figure I'll get in the right mood yes. by reading for half an hour. Yeah. And then uh, someone who I respect and want to copy, like, for yeah. example, Ben Elton, read yeah. him for half an hour, then start writing. But I've found at the moment, you know, you're going badly when you're just nailing half a book <laughs> and going home. <laughs> but Ben Elton always, you know, you hear about his incredible work ethic. We had him on the show and we go, what's a writing day for you like? Because he was writing in Melbourne. He's one of his books. He goes, oh, a couple of hours of, uh, yeah, I think I really need to watch all of Kerry Ad. <laughs> so I'm sure it's the same for Salman Rushdie. Well, you know that Stephen King, 4,000 words per day and finishes by midday. How does he do it? He just closes the door and it squeaks. And, you know, like writing horror, it's not as scary as writing comedy. How many of those words are blah, blah, blah? (laughs) Possibly the old Dame Sally Markham technique. There you go. Half a billion books. Hey, do you want to talk (laughs) rubbish with us? you want to get through 10,000 words in an hour? Yes. Let's do that or get this. That's Bruce Springsteen, you know it is. It's the second hour of Get This on Triple M. Good afternoon, everybody. It's me, Tony Martin. Richard Marsden pushes the buttons. Ed Cavalier's in the sidecar. And look, it's respected author and broadcaster, Tony Wilson. Thank you, Tony. Hello, Ed. Hey, Richard. Oh, yes. Yeah, how can we help you today? Hey, we had someone from Neighbours here, uh, Ben Lawson, yesterday. You're a Neighbours fan, aren't you? Yes, and you stumbled into my one party trick. Like oh, what's that? Uh, you Which know, is? Some people can do their eyelids inside out and yeah. others can, you know, burp in tune or whatever. Well, I, I, I in year 11, translated um, the Neighbours theme song into Latin in my Latin <laughs> class. Oh, finally. Wow. What does that sound and, like? Uh, oh, it says, well, actually, I was living a double life at the time. I was uh, nerd periods four and five. Yeah, then yeah. Jock lunchtime yes. into mm. nerds in the afternoon. Mm. Really, I should have been a peacemaker between the two. Yeah, hopefully and then, because we had that bloke calling up and talking about the rivalry between trashing the, their hideout, trashing the nerds' hideout. Now, so because you were, I was captain of footy. Captain of footy. Captain of footy. I was doing Latin <laughs> and uh, oh. sciences and that sort of thing. So I could have, I could have mm. brokered peace, sort of delivered mm. the "I have a dream" speech at, at lunchtime, <laughs> but. Uh, I tended just to uh, keep a low profile and enjoy the fact it wasn't me being kicked. Tony, did you ever see some kids like hassling a nerd and you walk over like some of the guys in your team and go, come on guys, he's all right? And they all backed off? Well, I, you know, I used to try and uh, deliver it in Latin, I'd say. So, oh, like, omnibus. Uh, that would just yeah. inflame them. Yeah. Yes. Well, because I don't think Latin is heard very often on Triple M these days. Well, oh, is there still a Latin program on Sunday night? Yeah. Doesn't the Spoon Man do a couple of hours in Latin? I think he yeah. does, yeah. Well, I'll sing it for you. It's uh, Neighbours in Latin, oh. yep. and here it goes. 
Vikini, omnes opisunt vikinis, palo intelligendo, in venerus maliorum locum, vikini, omnes opisunt vikinis, cum hoc bonos vikini, fierunt bonos amicos. Your Latin connection, triple M. <laughs> and do you know that... As I always, I sometimes deliver that in a yeah. sort of corporate speech I do, and, yeah. um, and I always follow up by just saying, well, because I've just given you a little bit of music, I can tax deduct my entire CD collection, so I'm <laughs> very pleased about that. I just see you doing that at school, being uh, held upside down over a toilet by some of your own teammates, <laughs> conflicted. I had a uh, Latin master who mm. heard my version of it, and he just said, your year 11 effort is an absolute disgrace. Uh, quite clearly, it should be Bikinis Omnis Omnibus, yeah. Lulum Intelligus. Literally, there is a need to everyone for neighbours. If you understand a little bit, there is a good locale for you. <laughs> there was a school this week that were having uh, new blazers printed and their motto in uh, Latin had been uh, uh, misspelt because the blazers had been made in Taiwan. Ah. I, don't, I don't know what it was supposed to It was like, uh, what would a normal school... Like forever. No, ours was Spectamur Agendo. Yeah. By our actions, we will be known. Well, it was meant to be something like that, but it came back with, I think, the phrase brain snapping bargain somehow <laughs> had been translated into it. Hey, have a look at this picture of Elton John. You've seen that. That's him at some sort of party, as per usual, over the, over the last couple of days. How would you describe it? To someone who can't see it at home, how would you describe it? I'd guess he was a Russian army captain, <laughs> yeah. uh, sashed. Big red sash, gold braids mm. on the side of the sash, but he looks like he's of the KGB era. Yeah, plenty of medals. He's done some good work in the field. It just looks like Judy Dench and drag to me. <laughs> That's a poor look, isn't it? Nobody does a poor look better than Elton John. Or Sir Elton John, as he mm. apparently is now. That's I'm surely once you've got a knighthood on the front of your name. Then you should, you know, I'm, start dressing more sensibly. No, I think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying, look, if I'm a knight, mm. well, that's my ticket. That's my ticket to dress as militarily as I'd like. He's, he's sort of, uh, if the gold medal went to Prince Harry in the uh, Nazi gear, he's kind of one <laughs> step down in the uh, KGB general's uniform. And I wasn't aware that Elton had married uh, David Jest, apparently. <laughs> you have a look. He wears the chainmail around the house. That's just evening wear, you know. But when he goes out, he's got to have a bit more kind of, you know, regalia. Yeah. Regalia. Did Elton John sing the key ballad in Rocky Five, the one that was meant to bring the whole series home? Uh, and they showed the montage of really? of all the various Rockies I together. The montage, but the song yeah. escapes me. Yeah, I think mm. they commissioned Elton to write the big Rocky finale ballad. I, th- I think he sang yeah. that at Diana's funeral as well. I Same that, song. I think that was the number he busted out. <laughs> and what's in the latest? Have you seen the new Rocky Balbar? I haven't, but I've heard that because of the Rocky Five franchise destroyer terrible film that, that that Stallone went for six saying we can't end there with yeah. that Elton John ballad yeah. yeah that's right now it's just a, a lengthy musical tribute to Soma Tropin I think he's <laughs> a drug of choice at the moment it just to me looks like your granddad with his hair dyed black well there was a in Flying High I think there was actually a joke in the opening sequence where they walk into the airport and there's a poster a movie poster on the wall that just says Rocky 38 <laughs> and this this sort of dwindling man with uh, weedy biceps kind of <laughs> drooping there and uh, it's turned out that he was giving 38 a nudge (laughs) now he's making Rambo 4 yeah that was what the somatropin was apparently for Uh, you forgive a man a little bit of somatropin (laughs) if he's got to be Rambo and you know can stop or my mum will shoot too be far away let's hope so hey are we getting on to movies we want to talk sports today that'll be next on Get This (laughs) 
Ah, straight line silver chair here again this on Triple M. Tony Wilson is sitting in for this hour. And Tony, I have never in all my years of radio met anybody who's got a ratings book. Yeah, I got one. How did that happen? Well, it was a door knocker, and I've become hard in recent years, both with phone canvases and also door knockers. So I was screaming down the corridor to my partner, Tamsin, send them away, send them away. And she's she's saying, no, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, back to me. And Because she knows as soon as the person's introduced themselves as a radio ratings person that I want in with them, (laughs) particularly as I do a community radio show in the mornings. And so... Um, she actually um, she starts she 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 butters them up and gets the books All right and we get to fill them out. Now and can I just ask? You say community radio does is that part of the ratings or are you part of other? Well, you're in other. You've got to write in your own frequency. For, <laughs> <laughs> say you uh, run run something out of your backyard on a, on a pirate frequency. You could put that down right. as a, as an other. And I did that with um, Triple R in Melbourne. But what I did also do is I, I in, over the years of being an author and broadcaster have met a few people who now do shows. Yeah. And so I've gone through the grid and, <laughs> Great. and uh, filled in my friend's shows as, oh, as not missing a minute of it. So just explain, yeah. what, how are the ratings determined? So someone has a book. Yeah, there's a, the, the whole day is marked down um, in different brackets. So, for example, uh, six till nine, and, and it's yep. just there, and, and each quarter hour there's a mm. box that you can cross off yep. as to what station you're on. Right. And so for the Triple M box, it's got 105.1 written on yes, it. On it. Yes, and so you, you match that up uh, between 11 and 1, and you just cross oh, those yes. squares out. And right. so I did that. It was, when you were, uh, it was when you were 9 till 10. So I listened to every minute of your show for yeah. Good on you. a week. Good on you. But not only that, I was on air from 6 till 9 in that period, and I was um, listening to my own show, except for <laughs> the 20 minutes that my friend does a report on another station. <laughs> and so I was effectively, if someone analysed what I was doing, I was breaking mm. away from my own show to listen to my friend's segment. <laughs> so, well in effect, you're saying that the rating system is a complete chonk. <laughs> well, it is open to the abuse. <laughs> Can you feel the foundations of this building shaking? <laughs> <laughs> Our whole lives are based on this. Don't stop believing. Well, the castle will collapse. That's right. I, I'm sure I'm the only person who's ever filled in a ratings uh, book who's lied. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you have. A uh, what about uh, sports? You know, is it time for sports? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. <laughs> what do you got, Captain? Uh, I tell you what, the red hot male on Eamon Sullivan from Western Australia, the Athens Olympian, confirmed his status as Australian sprint champion. Now. Maybe if we took sports seriously, <laughs> as we do the music, then the ratings would be higher. Mm. Tony, you know about sports. You've played sports. You've written a wonderful novel about, mm. well, it's about the media more than sports, but it touches on sports. And the sweet book about the World Cup. Yes, that was about sports. Yes, well, I love the one thing that they don't tend to do is use quite as much yaz in their promotional <laughs> yeah, <I know>. material <laughs> uh, in the sports world. I was going to give you a great sporting fact. This, this is one, what we need, interesting right. sports facts. This one comes from a friend of mine called John Harms, who's also written sports books, and he mm-hmm. told us that at the Stockholm Olympics, there was a great athlete by the name of Jim Thorpe. I think he won four oh, gold medals at the Stockholm Olympics, and he mm. dominated. He was, a, he was a Native American, um, mm. and I think he was a great sprinter, great at uh, long jump as well and he won something like three or four gold medals and um, at the end of the games he was honoured 
by the King of Sweden who came on and to the to the lectern to the microphone and yes. just said, "Look, to have this man Jim Thorpe in our midst, we're looking at one of the great athletes of the century. Um, he's given these games life. He's given them colour. He is. Uh, he'll be remembered for all time. In a hundred years, they'll still be talking about Jim Thorpe. And and King of S- Sweden has yes. gone on for around about ten minutes in terms of applauding." Jim Thorpe and his brilliance and then when Jim Thorpe was called to the uh, microphone to respond he uh, came over leaned into the microphone and said thanks King (laughs) (laughs) and that was it well, that is interesting. That's the most interesting sports fact I've heard. Can you have some sort of applause, I oh, think, yes, for each like interesting fact as it emerges? Mm-hmm. I uh, was interested in sports for a few moments this week, Tony. Read that, a, I think this happened last year, Geelong footballer. Oh, yeah, I love this guy. I don't want to get his name wrong, so I won't say anything. I'll just say Mr. X. Uh, was drunk, staggered into somebody's backyard, spotted a bottle of suntan lotion, decided to scull it. Was that... Uh... <laughs> Would it Johnson be the surname? Yes, Steve John- Johnson. I think Steve Johnson. so. Apologies yeah. if that's not the man, but, you know, that's interesting. And they're making him miss the first six weeks of the season just for putting away a little bit of SPF 30+. <laughs> plus. Hang on a second. What a shame. You get six weeks for drinking sunscreen. Oh, I got Isn't it. it only, like, two weeks for punching someone in the face? <laughs> yes, it's one of the strange contradictions of the game. <laughs> if the club has to, if the club is being dragged through the media mud, they'll, they'll sometimes respond with their own disciplinary actions. And they did that with... Uh, Steve Johnson, because he's actually a repeat offender oh. on the oh, turf. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah. So it's not the first time he's drunk suntan lotion. He's slip, slop, slapped on the inside <laughs> before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Um, so but, we're saying for any budding footballers out there, yeah. go get in a cab, punch on, like punch a cabbie a bit. I wouldn't recommend That's that. That's only going to be a few weeks. That's, I can't but if you see that. some sunscreen and you're thinking you're going to be mm. thirsty, mm. resist the urge because it's going to be six weeks <laughs> out of the game. Absolutely. Jeez. I can I can give you another great stat. Please, because we don't have one. This is a story from uh, John Oreglasso, the mm. big O. He played reserves grade football at Hawthorne. And, oh. uh, at one, on, one, on one occasion, he... Um, he was on a 11-kilometre run, a pre-season run. They used to flog us around the streets in the old days before they understood about the the injuries that you could get from that. And John has done an 11K run, and he knew he was in trouble when the the coach of the reserves team beat him home. It was later discovered (laughs) that Desmar, who was the coach of the the team, had had a mild stroke during the run. Right. And so he'd had a stroke, and he beat home John in the (laughs) 11K run. See, these are interesting facts. These are great facts. If we had stuff like this, maybe sports would be mm. a regular part of the show. Mm. Do you know anything interesting about sports, Mr. Marsden? Well, my dad used to be a cyclist, and he's always been a Tour de France freak. He's oh, watched yeah. it every year yeah. and just got tapes and tapes of it. Mm. And one of the first sort of star-making performances I saw from Lance Armstrong, I'm not sure if it's a famous bit of footage or not, but it was when Lance Armstrong was behind the pack, and the pack all fell over in these in these mountains. And... Um, and he saw the crash happen, and so instead of uh, go through the crash, he knew that you know if he went through it, he'd be he'd come a gutser as well. He cut across an onion field <laughs> uh, on a on a ten speed bike, and and managed to meet the second pack on the other side of the hill. Absolutely oh, amazing performance. So he, that's he saw awesome. it, it, was, it was like a second in front of him. He just pulled into this field and in the onion field. He shaved like a hundred meters yeah. off, but it wasn't illegal. Got some free onions. Absolutely yeah. amazing. So and, 
Yeah. And you know, it's Landis, who won last year yeah. and then got disqualified for being on the juice. Yeah, that's right. But there was that guy was a Mennonite, which means that um, he was almost an Amish, I guess, growing up. Oh. Um, yeah. Almost an Amish sounds like a name of my next pop song, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, almost an Amish. He wasn't. All, he used to train in tracksuit pants because he refused to wear lycra at one point. Wow. And so all these things that this guy refused to do, and the one thing he didn't refuse to do was take steroids. Get on the gear. <laughs> These are great. Yeah, we is. want to hear interesting facts about sports. Call us with them. one Get this. Ticket sales are going slow. Brought to you by Graham, whose best friend worked on that Three Stooges film we mentioned the other day. He made action stunt props. Yeah, really? Did he do this one? It's Triple M, the home of Get This Around the Nation, where Tony Wilson has joined us and helping us to try and bring some interesting sporting information onto the program. That'll be a first. Who's got one? Hi, Scott. Hi, how are you? Really good, man. Tell us your interesting sporting fact. Uh, mate, there's a story about Robert De Castilla when he was winning a marathon. He was way out in front and he ran into the uh, the drink station and he grabbed the bottle instead of putting it in his mouth, he put it all over his legs and down his pants and his shirt and he was rubbing his legs down. And for months afterwards, everyone was copying. So they thought it was some new way of cooling themselves down for the run. But it turned out he actually had diarrhea and he was trying to cleanse himself. Yeah. Oh. 82 Commonwealth Games running against Juma Akanga. I remember the <laughs> diarrhea run very well. <laughs> Did he um, stop it with those sound effects, Mr. Did Barlow. he win? Did he win, Tony? Yeah, he won. Oh, he won. He did uh, win. Do was... you uh, do you guys remember the big? Uh, was it Matilda? The big uh, the big oh, the kangaroo that they drove around the stadium and she winked kangaroo. and she winked at you. Yeah, yeah. great. That yeah. was uh, that was like the height of pyrotechnics at the time. It's amazing. One eye slowly descending <laughs> and then going back up. They still show it and it's still impressive. And she's at Wet n Wild on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Matilda's got pride of place next to... That's all I know. Well, Robert That's De Costella, right. Wet n Wild. That's you can catch many a footy trip at Wet n Wild around <laughs> September. Don't follow Deeks down the slide. Uh, who's going next? I think we have someone Hi, by the name of John. Are you there, John? Yes, I am. How are you guys? Interest, G'day, Scotty. Interest uh, us in sports if you can. Yes, um, in Lottie DeCary's new contract, in the $5 million contract, he's actually going to be getting some football lessons with that money. Is that what? What's that about? I think it's a little... You're just having a bit of a go at Lottie, aren't you? Oh. Uh, no, no, it's real. He really is going to get <laughs> football lessons. Yeah. What do you mean? So, hang on. So, they've paid him $5 million to play football, and yeah. they've gone, well, okay, the first thing we're going to do is teach you how to play some football. Yeah. And what you, what you do with the rest of the money is up to you. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I have no idea what this is about, but I'm assuming this is a joke. No, no, it sounds like it isn't, but I don't oh. understand it. That's the... Uh, <laughs> And you're a footballer. And, who, and who's going to give him the lessons, John? Like, what, what, uh, what's going on? Um, I believe it's an old, an old guy that used to play for Eastwood Rugby Union. He's oh. amazing. What a good job. Sort of a Mr. I Miyagi type game. role. I'm gonna... it's, it's really sort of like uh, top secret. It's top secret? How do you know, John? How do you know? Well, I'm sort of uh, undercover in this whole thing. Yeah. Are you just... Are you posing as a football right now, sitting in the bottom of a bag? No, no, I'm I'm actually driving. Oh, good, good. Some rumour file. And hands, uh, hands free. Oh, good. How are you? Uh, how are you undercover? What's your? What are you doing? Well, I work for an undercover agency known as the Dirt Track Demon. Right. That's um, 
something you've made up in your head, I believe, John. Uh, thank Only just then. Oh, I thought so. Thank <laughs> you for the... Uh, well, we can be easily fooled on matters of sports. You won't get us on Stephen Seagal movies, <laughs> I like the fact I was in here yeah. to be the, uh, You're no the watchkeeper. <laughs> that could be true. It might be made up. Uh, we're going to take some more callers. Mm. We want to be severely interested in sports before mm. the weekend. Mm. Who knows? We might even watch a football game for the first time in our lives yet. I've been to a few. Mm. Yeah. Picked up most of it. <laughs> okay, we'll find out what's going on out there. One triple three five three. Interest us, people. Let's get this uh, around the nation on Triple M. Tony Wilson is with us. I've just been handed a piece of paper saying there was a movie about Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe, All American, with Burt Lancaster. See, we're bringing together the worlds of sport and films Bang. today on the show. That is fantastic. I wonder if he nailed the line. Thanks, King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's got an interesting fact, Ed? Daniel. Yes, hello. How are you? What's uh, what's your fact? Um, I heard this from a rumour uh, that uh, the heyday of the NBA, Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen were teammates of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually had 33 uh, children born to them, others from them wives. Really? 33 each? Yeah. Unfortunately, I actually did, Law. And that's so wildly defamatory that um, I think you get away with it. <laughs> it's so exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's, uh, well, fair enough. Daniel, how about this one? Uh, I know someone that was in a, in a hotel in, a, in America, and he always took the stairs. This guy was like a bit of a fitness nut, never took the lift. And he saw this guy one day, and he said, geez, that guy's you know, really tall, really big guy. And he turned around, and it was Michael Jordan. And he said, oh, you take the stairs. And Michael Jordan said to him that he'd only taken one lift and one escalator in his life. Great stat. Bang. Wow. So that is how to become successful, kids. Take Never use a lift. <laughs> uh, I don't think we've got any other interesting callers. That no, we, we can don't. Put to air. I can give you facts about the modern pentathlon if you like, Tony. Oh, the modern pentathlon. Do you know that sport? What is that? It was the one that became famous when Alex Watson tested positive to, co- to uh, caffeine yeah. in the late 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. And he claimed he'd had 36 cups of coffee. <laughs> and that was his excuse for how he'd, he'd got such a high caffeine rating. But what you do is you run, you swim, you do archery, you do shooting, and yeah. you do fencing. And the reason it was dreamt up, and there's movements to get rid of this event because only six people are, are doing it worldwide, yeah. uh, but basically it was all about getting a, a message to the king in the medieval times. And so basically um, you had to fight the enemies oh, right. off with your sword. Yes. Then you had to run for a bit. Yeah. Then you had to swim across a moat. Good call. Then you had to... Um, Arch get a on dragon. Top of the, yeah, arch the people that were coming at you oh, because yeah. you got across yeah, the moat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was the one I've left out? Uh, rowing. Javelin. No, well, the other one. Making a cake. Cycling. And, uh, uh, and ro- a horse riding. And then you had to get, um, run through the with the equestrian. And then there was a written. But isn't it... So this was a medieval version of the information superhighway. Absolutely. <laughs> this is what that was. See, that event would only be interesting to me if all of those events were done simultaneously. <laughs> then you have something So someone horse yeah. um, on a horse with, with archery yeah. whilst uh, fencing with the other arm. See, now you're being interested. Horse is trying to swim through some stuff. <laughs> now, is it possible to have 36 cups of coffee? Because I always remember, remember David Lynch? Still gets yeah. around. Film director, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twin Peaks. He used to claim 
that he would uh, have 40 cups of coffee a day. No 40 way. When no he was way. writing. No way. Is that possible? Is he, but is he counting uh, what a friend of mine in high school used to do is mm. to maximise his caffeine count yeah. during the uh, exam period, he'd have a cup of coffee with iced coffee as milk. Oh, right. Just trying to see if there was right. no part that didn't have caffeine in it. And then on top of that, he would try and get caffeine powder to put inside it. Well, now, does that count as... That's actually procrastination. Trying oh, to think of different, <laughs> it's trying to think of different ways of getting caffeine instead of studying, don't you reckon? I don't know if it's true, but it certainly explains the race ahead. We do have John <laughs> on John, the line. what's up, John? Hey, guys. Hey, man. Um, Formula One cars develop that much downforce that by certain speed, uh, once they get to a certain speed, they can drive upside down. Is that true? Now yeah. you're talking. Then yeah. why do we not see more of that? I mean, see, that would suddenly make that Grand Prix. Oh, Driving it's just pansies, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> it's just John. pansies. No loop to loop, a loop to loop in the middle of the track would be wonderful. I would watch that. <laughs> they say those they cars often are. Relieve themselves in the car too. They often relieve themselves in the car. Yeah. What are they, they astronauts? <laughs> so you're saying that if any any of these Formula One drivers have marital problems and they end up stalking cross country, they could easily nappy up as well. <laughs> well, they don't bother with the nappy. Oh. No, short races, aren't they? So there's one guy's job in the pit when they when they get there and everyone's changing tires. Yeah. There's one guy just with a bucket and Squeegee a warm this. sponge. There's Jeez, a, man. Some of the less successful teams, they actually run a catheter out of the car for the entire lap. <laughs> so it just drains into a bucket in the pits. Good to hear. Now we're getting interesting. Thank you very but, much. Uh, thanks to those who did call. Next up, a very disturbing interview with the Federal Treasurer on Get This. Hum to bump. That'd be the Chili Peppers here at Get This on Triple M. You were saying it's new territory for them, Rich. Yeah, it sounds remarkably different to uh, <laughs> okay. every single one of them. Shock jock, Richard Barson. Sorry, it's controversial. Tony Wilson is uh, here with us. And uh, what have you noticed in the parliamentary area this week? A lot of mud being thrown around. Have you seen that? Yes. Uh, well, I guess we've eased up a bit in terms of the Brian Burke obsession and who's yes. seeing who. The Porn King story <laughs> was interesting. That was great. With uh, John Howard in a meeting with a guy who I think ended up being a alleged torturer or an actual torturer. <laughs> That's the big question. But um, Howard will get out of that one because of the fact that um, he didn't know. It wasn't on the invite list, that guy. Yeah. Snuck through the door, lied about, right. lied about his age and star sign and got through the door, bitch, and uh, ended up there. But we just love, you know, John Howard standing up in Parliament going, you, anyone over there, anyone here who is morally compromised, and then from behind him, just the sounds of chairs being pushed back. I like um, the guy who's in a bit of trouble, which is Santo Santoro. Yeah, right. yeah. And the fact that he's a senator reminds me of the bit in Catch-22 when um, Major Major, he'd been named meanly, he'd been named Major Major by his father as a joke, and then he got promoted as a joke to to the rank of Major in Just the so Army. Just so that he could be Major, 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 Major. Major, Major. Well, I reckon the same thing's happened with Santo Santoro, <laughs> that he's become Senator Santo Santoro <laughs> because um, the, Australia needed that in terms of alliteration. But what about Kevin Rudd? I mean, I'm still not sure about the bloke, Tony, I have to say. Uh, Peter Costello is presenting some pretty compelling evidence. Uh, well, he certainly... Um, Peter Costello basically said that, that Rudd deserves to have mud thrown over him mm. because Rudd took an interest in whether or not the Prime Minister was um, tipping off a nuclear consortium. So right. uh, basically you can throw mud at the opposition leader personally, um, even if uh, you've got... Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I think I'm on a rant. <laughs> You're on a rant? You've come to the right program, yeah, don't worry, because uh, we have some uh, evidence from Peter Costello that might back up these claims. Uh, this was 
Costello on the Sunday program last weekend. So back in 1996, of course, uh, you'd had less experience in Parliament than Kevin Rudd has got now. Uh, he's had experience in government, you'd had none. And if you mentioned Alexander Downer, then people would have laughed nervously. Uh, look, uh, I think the only reason that uh, people will be laughing nervously, Laurie, is uh, the knowledge uh, that Kevin Rudd is uh, perhaps going to leap uh, out of the crawl space uh, in their house uh, tonight and uh, slaughter them in their sleep. And, I, I mean, this is uh, pretty typical. I mean, you look at the kind of people that he hangs out with. Brian Burke, uh, Tony Mockbell. Who's to say... Laurie, he's not going to, you know, attempt to strangle you tonight. Obviously, it's uh, it's a big job, but he's got, uh, you know, his, his minions and uh, Satan being one of them. Uh, you know, keep your head down, Laurie. That's all I'd say to you. Well, let's talk about the economy first. Is uh, is the ageing of the population still the, the central problem for you? Uh, well, I don't think we're going to ever achieve an ageing population if they keep being uh, slaughtered in their sleep by Kevin Rudd. So, what, we need more measures to encourage superannuation? Is uh, that the key thing? Look, I, I think we need to encourage people to, to stay in their homes. When you've got Rudd and his uh, scimitar of death, as he calls it, lopping the heads off school children and pensioners and calling it policy, Laurie, uh, you know, what hope is there for anybody? Now, how, uh, how ruthless will the uh, Expenditure Review Committee, the Razor Gang, be in well, wielding the Razor? Well, Laurie, uh, Rudd's uh, Razor Gang are pretty ruthless. I mean, you've, you've probably seen the musical Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Rudd, I think that was originally called, and uh, for good reason. But don't, uh, don't the punters hate this kind of <laughs> well, personal stuff? as I understand it, what the punters don't like is uh, someone who's uh, known to be a follower of Pol Pot, in fact an inspiration for the entire uh, Khmer Rouge uh, experiment. Someone who's, as I understand it, has uh, actively trained a, a squadron of giant bats uh, which are going to swoop down uh, the second that uh, Kevin Rudd takes power, and God forbid that should ever happen, and uh, steal the souls of our school children and sell them on the internet to people peddling amphetamines to uh, Haitian dictators and uh, the people of that ilk. I mean, is that who you want running the economy? I mean, wouldn't they prefer it if the government was uh, got back to running the country instead oh, of hurling mud? Laurie, I, I think they'd probably uh, prefer uh, to have some uh, soft mud uh, hurled about than, say, a spear which hits them uh, just at the base of the cerebral cortex, rendering them uh, paralysed, which is... Uh, pretty much uh, Kevin Rudd's way of saying hello to a pensioner. That's what I'm told. A final question. Uh, Kelvin Thompson's resigned from the front bench. Do you accept that what he did was, was just a stupid <laughs> well, mistake? Well, Laurie, I mean, if you want to call writing a reference uh, for Tony Mockwell, along with, uh, as I'm told, the Yorkshire Ripper, uh, Peter Sutcliffe, uh, and writing that reference in blood, which has been siphoned, uh, from the bodies of helpless, defenceless pensioners. If you think that's, uh, as you say, a stupid mistake, then fine, good luck to you. But consider this. Who was uh, holding the pen? You know, was it Kelvin Thompson or was it Kevin Rudd? Uh, I I've seen no footage to suggest that uh, Kevin Rudd wasn't there signing the, the reference for Mockbell with one hand and uh, turning a spit with a poor... Uh, down syndrome kitty just revolving slowly over some flames right there in uh, Kelvin Thompson's electoral office. I mean, it's a, it's a terrifying picture. I mean, is that 
who you want running the country. Mr Costello, we thank you. Thank you, Laurie. And uh, can I just say in future, I'd prefer a few less questions about Kevin Rudd. I think there are more important matters. <laughs> Some disturbing imagery there. I'm sorry about that, Tony. And of course, as Peter Costello said, they started it. <laughs> Uh, what a week it's been. Uh, a shambolic week in many cases because we've had a fair bit of computer trouble. Matty Dow on the pots and pans. Man, well done, do sir. How does he do it? Richard Marson pushing buttons, holding this whole thing together in a very loose string bag. It's Nicky Hamilton. Woo-hoo. And, of course, Cecilia on the phones, all the button pushers and knob jockeys around the country. Tony, thanks for coming in again. Thank you, Tony. I know you don't have a new book out at the moment, but your old novel, Players, is yep. now considered a classic, I see. Named in the best novels set close to home by the Victorian State Library. Awesome. Fantastic. Right. Still available. And our key phrase today, I think, was... Senator Santo Santoro. <laughs> and we'll be back on Monday with Adam Zwa. And it's all thanks to, as yet, nobody.